We're back. How you doing, Phil? I'm doing great, Chris. Great, great. Nice drinks. It's yeah. going. It's good. Let's pretend they're not all done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's let's do this. So we might need another to get us through the rest of the foundation. Uh, yeah, we do. Because foundations, foundations can be pretty dry stuff. Oh, nice. If you one. do it right. Yeah. Nice. Nice one. Yeah. 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 It's kind of lame. We're gonna edit that out. <laughs> anyway. Um, <clears throat> So yeah, so we did we did slabs in part one, uh, part two. Here we go. Let's let's talk about full on full on basements. Mm-hmm. Phil, where's the insulation go? Inside or outside? That's a really great question. Yeah. And you know what? We still do it both ways. Do you? Yeah. 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 I I think there's a there's reasons yeah, to do, do it. I guess, yeah. Do you? Well, yeah. yeah it, it depends on like if like if the insulation. If you're doing outsulation, you know mm-hmm. when you're wrapping the building in foam, yeah. uh, it's very convenient to because your 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 um, your wall has projected out in front of the that foundation. It's very convenient and easy to um, you know keep that foam insulation you know going or rock sole mineral wool right. type of insulation. Right. So this is these are the reasons why you choose insulation to the outside of your foundation wall. Right. Start there. Okay. Right. Because maybe maybe you want to make that thermal mass. Work for you, you know. Like right. if it's if it's on the inside, it's it's a warmer thing. Um, right, right. And sometimes well, that works, but it yeah. also you know you also have to heat up that whole mass. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Yes. Right. So uh, you know, I, it's a it's a good question. You know, it, it, the the way it would work probably well if if you wanted dampen to dampen the effect of the of the temperature swings. Yeah, yeah. And it would sort of that would work well. For slow you. things down. So that's that's one reason. Uh, Martin Martin wrote an, a great article on this. Um, in fact, it, we'll make sure that there's a nice link there off to the uh, left of the page there in, in you know related content. But um, but he, he goes through a few other things which I think are always on our minds. Another reason to insulate to the exterior is that it gives you more room in your basement. Oh yeah, yeah you of just course. don't have to build the studs in. You just stick it to the outside, and so what? You don't. That's right. You don't subtract your square footage. Right. Duh, that's a pretty good one. Um, and you also run into problems with stairs. If you get a stair on the outside wall, yeah, that, that whole thing goes away if you put exterior insulation on. Yeah. You know, I think twice in my career, I've been brutally burned by that. Twice. Twice. And that's why that's why it sticks with me. Once. You know, shame on you, Chris. Shame on me. You know, kid, intern, nice job. Oh, yeah. And what I'm talking about, people, is like if your wall is not that thick, mm-hmm. which, of course, shame on you there. Right. But this was years ago, Phil. Years mm-hmm. ago. And you start, you plan your stairs, and on first floor, they look great. And you say, oh, and these are the stairs down. But then your foundation bumps in. Cause, yep. And now your three-foot stairs is... Two foot six, and you're two like, foot eight. Oops. Yeah, oops. And you try More. to insulate it. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah, you're there's no way. Now you're done. Stupid yeah. architect. I, that's how I learned. Yeah. Everybody learns. Yeah. <laughs> Failure's a great thing. Yep. Teaches yeah. you. Yeah. So, um, why else, Chris? Why else do we put it on the outside? And one is, so you could argue that it's harder to insulate the uh, the rim joist and air seal the rim joist. True. On the inside. So if you got the insulation on the outside, that whole thing is kind of gone yeah sometimes we do that anyway because you get a little extra insulation yeah but here's the and uh, it's gonna be easier for me to argue why not to 
because and they're logistical. For example, sure, you're, you can run that insulation up and insulate the rim joist, but now I got to protect that insulation. I have to see that insulation from the outside. Mm-hmm. So something's going over it. You know, whether it's a stucco or it's a metal. I've been doing this a lot. I yeah. don't know if you've been. Yeah. But you, if you've got like. You've just got like that eight inch gap between your siding and the ground, you know, this level ish, you know, right. building or something like what that. What do you do with that? What a drag. I tell you what I do. I get some coil stock. That's it. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, I get some coil stock metal with a matte finish, pre finished or whatever, and you just run that around the perimeter of the building and it's protected. It looks, you know, it basically vanishes and Bob's your uncle. Done. Yeah, Martin and, and his article has a whole list of. Of strategies to handle that. Oh, you know, great! Metal flashings, one uh, fiberglass panels. People are making fiberglass panels. Yep, for that's that. right. Yeah, EFIS, yeah. but to me, EFIS is kind of a crappy solution. Well, you see, and I then, don't know. Yeah, I mean, and it, you get beat yes. up, and yeah. you know, you get your weed whacker up against it. Oh yeah, like, kid uh, with a baseball bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough, tough stuff. But hey, it's it's a solution. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you know, cement cement board. Right. Seen, I've seen that happen a few so, times, but. That's, it is an issue. You got to deal with that, right? So, one, and one way to deal with it: insulate to the interior. Mm-hmm. Especially if you, if you can spare that 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 square footage on and your building, insulate to the interior. Um, and w- one other thing that does is it, it basically what you're doing thermally mm-hmm. is just I, you're you're removing the foundation wall from the whole your assembly. That's right. That if right now it's if you insulate to the exterior, it's essentially a thermal bridge all the way right. through, unless you insulate underneath. The footing exactly, and that—that's where I was going with that. Is, yeah, is uh, you know underneath the footing, uh, I'd say uh, ninety-eight times out of a hundred, you know, there's no insulation under that footing, and that can be done, people. That can yeah. be done. Um, we do it in commercial buildings. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get uh, higher density foams, um, but that that takes some know-how, knowing what mm-hmm. the you know, because like uh, a lot of times you you know you have like what uh, twenty five hundred pounds, twenty five hundred psi is your presumptive soil pressure for your bad soils, you know, that you use and you design your concrete for. I can get uh, foam insulation that can take that amount of pressure, mm-hmm. so you could just substitute that and actually. F- put foam in underneath but now you have guys that's another big step and another labor step right all that isn't it easier we'll throw you a detail you know what i would say is be bold look into it well take a simple job and try it well like i we'll get into icfs in a little bit but um like the passive house that i did in um in saco Mm -hmm. uh, roger norman's passive house edgewater house i'll give it a little plug i came up with this detail that I, i was surprised that I was, I seem to be original about it. I, I, I can't I'm believe. I'm surprised. No, I, no, You're no, no. You're smarter than you look. Well, you, thank you. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, where, you know, at the bot where the ICF meets the footing, you know, you pour a, a footing, business as usual, and then where the ICF meets the footing, we put high density foam, you know, right there along the bottom. It's almost like mm-hmm. wedged in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the bottom of the ICF, and then you pour the ICF wall on that. So, like, basically, the yeah. wall is this thermal mass inside this insulated thing. And oh, I, essentially, it's sort of a chunk of of EPS or yeah, and it's really yeah thin. that sits in the, right in the bottom of the ICFs. Yeah, just in that middle piece of the cavity. Exactly. And I'm like to my engineer, why why can't I do this? And he's like, well, 
Here's a little, you know. Well, I'm an engineer, so yeah. I'm going to say no before. <laughs> no, no, before no. I... no. My engineer is great. Joe Leisure, he's a great guy. Great guy. Give him a little shout out. L and L Engineering, and you know, he's, he'll handle the creative stuff. He's like, well, you know, uh, 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 structures bear on the most rigid thing. So uh, what will happen is it'll compress, especially as it's curing. But then all your little rebar that's sticking out, mm -hmm. basically, that's tying the footing to the to the, to the wall, that's going to take all the load. And he, so. Exactly. Now I said so, and he said so. You're probably fine because that there's no way you're going to crush that you know one inch piece of steel, even that you know, right? Especially that's every three feet or whatever. He's like, but here's the thing: that steel now it's open to moisture, so it could hypothetically there's not a lot of oxygen in there, but it could hypothetically spall. So I'm going to call for epoxy coated rebar. And I'm like, and then we're done. We got it. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, we're That's doing cool. it. That's cool. Boom. Post that, Chris. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It'll be one of the details. Uh, ICF details, anyway. So, so we were back to insulating on the inside, right? right? You know, other other reasons to do it. Um, yeah. What's Martin say about what? What were his reasons? Um, um, one of those that he says it, it works uh, integrates more smoothly with the construction schedule. Happens after the building's dried in, um, rather than when the excavation contractor oh, yeah, wants yeah, to yeah. backfill, and then you've exactly. added this extra variable to him. So yeah. he does not like that. Um, it's like we just referenced. It's easier to provide an uninterrupted connection between the below slab insulation and the insulation to the interior. Exactly. There. So right. then you your only connection is through your rim joist and up into the insulation. So right. you don't have to worry about that thermal bridge through the footing. Right. And and, and people, you can always take that rim joist, by the way, and even if, you can build a normal two by six dumb house. You mm -hmm. know, just two by six and regular, uh, you know. Pink insulation. I won't name names. Well, what kind it is, but you know what I mean. With fiberglass bats, and you can take that that rim joist and just move it in two inches, inch and a half, and put a band of insulation around that. Boom! You just you just created a thermal break for a good chunk of your house that ordinarily wouldn't be there. Yeah, that, that was cheap and easy. Sure, you got to think a little, but only a little, only a little, Phil. Only a little. It's not so hard. Yeah, so we'll we'll post some details of uh, you know insulating to the interior, uh, which is in my mind easier to do, and and then you don't have to to deal with that little chunk of foam, right. eight inches or so that's on the, the outside. Exterior. You you save money there, um, yeah. even though okay. So one of the other things though is that even though you put foam on the inside, you've got to cover it up by code. You can't leave it exposed. That's right. So you got to put sheetrock over top of it, which means you've got stud wall again. That's right. That chunk. Or you go with Thermax. I don't know if you've used that before. I have, yeah. You know, so it's a poly-iso with, with, with a, a covering. coating on the, yeah. on the outside. And you can get it in either foil or they've got a, um, a myriad of... I use the word myriad, Phil. A myriad really? of... Really? I like of, plethora, but myriad. They have great. a plethora of coating yeah. options. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, the, the Thermax is expensive, but it's it still it's a, a kind of a quick problem solver i think well it's cheaper than shira i mean if 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 you're not going for aesthetics or anything like that i mean maybe we'll hear from them saying hey it, it's not that bad looking looks good but but basically you it, there's flame spread ratings mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. like like um and i think icf people run into this all the time where people are thinking well i will i will do an icf foundation maybe i'll do sheetrock later or uh, you know a gypsum wallboard and um and you know, so they leave it that way, and then the code enforcement officer says, "Hey, hey, hey! You can't leave it like this." Yeah. Per whatever, I don't have the citation number of that code, but flame spread ratings. Little Johnny yeah. could bring it, walk over yeah. with his lighter and start a fire just by holding it to your wall. That you can't have that in a building material. That's so, right. um, 
One of the other things that, that we should talk about. Yeah. Um, what kind of insulation do you put on the outside oh, of the house yeah. when you use it? Well, I tell you what I like. Mm -hmm. I like using the Roxel. That's yeah. the mineral wool. Uh, the drain board. The drain board. Yes. Um, More rigid than the than the bats. It's a different sort of thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People make sure. Yeah, get the drain board. The the you know it's almost a board product. In fact, mm -hmm. that's what they call it, so that you know it. That's it's not bat. Um, it's hygrophobic. Mm -hmm. so, so water doesn't stick to it. It right. just it sheds. It drains. We're scared. Unlike polyiso. Right. likes to suck it up. Right. And what happens when you bring that in? You're reducing your effective R value of that material mm -hmm. because it's it's now saturated in cold, you know, conductive water. So, but polyiso is not a good subterranean insulation, no, generally speaking. XPS, EPS. Those kind I'll of... find. Yeah, they command that subterranean Easier to market. get. Yeah. And laced with, you know, um, you know, uh, fire retardants and right. things like that. So, we, we, I mean, and that's the reason why we're trying not to use those. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the reasons we're not using Roxel to the interior is that um, we found out that it's, it's got, we've got some concerns with formaldehyde. Yeah, formaldehyde and heavy metals, too. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think it's that bad anymore. Uh, because basically, you're, you're make, it, a lot of it's made from slag from steel steel manufacturing it's not as bad for it but it, it is like this waste product that can have all kinds of other contaminants to it depending on how you know it's sort of separated from the manufacturing product a process of another product right so, so if we shook our next drink yes say with a little bit of uh roxel drain board would we drink it I would. <laughs> the answer is, wait, what's the drink? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, wait, what is that drink? One of these. Gosh, these are good. Yeah. I'm loving this cocktail of this episode. Yeah. I'm going to give it five stars. Oh, five excellent. stars. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear. I don't, I don't very often get to uh, host the cocktails. So. No, but, you do, but every time you do, it's always a special one, and it's always really good. Yeah. So. Thanks for saying so, Chris. Yeah, well done. Um, so, yeah, what were we doing? We're insulating to the inside. you got to protect that the rim joist mm -hmm. um it's good if you're protected both inside and outside careful of the vapor sandwich that you could make mm -hmm. let's talk about capillary breaks phil mm -hmm. i remember i don't know 12 years ago a long time ago yeah kid chris briley's in an architectural office and recommends to his super superiors or his uh upper management or whatever mm -hmm. it is like we should put a capillary break mm -hmm. underneath the sill and they're like oh what you know, really? Like, yeah, well, I think it was the era. I think it was you know like early '90s. It was like, um, what do you mean capillary break? You know, mm -hmm. we got still seal. Well, it's different. It's different than a just a little that you know that pink piece of foam. Right or blue? She's blue. It could be. Pink. It could be blue. But um, you know what you're trying to do is oh oh this is my, I get my I get to tell the termite shield story. All right. And this may have come from Joe Steebrook when he visited our college and spoke. But I can't. I'm not sure. But anyway, you back when. Um, uh, picture the 30s, door-to-door -door salesmen, that sort of thing. Just like, you know, they were, they were convincing people to put uh, lightning rods in their barns. They were also convincing builders and people to, you know, protect your house from termites. Put a termite shield between your your uh, foundation and your sill plate. And basically that was just a bent piece of metal. It was just metal. It was metal flashing. It just, But the theory was that this metal would project out and bend down and the termites would crawl up your foundation, hit this metal, and would bend down. And they'd go, oh, oh, we can't climb around it, and they'd fall. <laughs> and entomologists were outraged. They're like, that is ridiculous. They negotiate that in nature all the time, leaf edges all the time. That does not stop termites. So they debunked the whole termite shield 
you know, industry. And then what should happen, but not maybe a decade later, all these houses that were in termite zones that did not have the termite shield were infested with termites. And those that had the termite shield were fine. How about that? How about that? And they were like, see, it protects you from termites. You entomologists are stupid. And then it takes another layer of science for them to, you know, to go, well, actually, termites like what kind of wood? Dying, dead, decaying wood. Just get in there, moist wood. So basically, that metal, what it was doing, was not keeping oh. the termite out. It was keeping the wood, wood. dry. Yeah. So, ta-da, oh. capillary break. That's what that is. Yeah, so, so the termite shield came back, and occasionally you'll still see it labeled as termite shield. Of course, in it actually is a termite shield for the termite country because you, what, it's, you're desperate to keep that sill plate dry and clean and free of termites. So, so what do you use? We use this little gasket by a company called Conservation Resources that we typically spec. Oh, really? Spec. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I know that gasket. Yeah. What did we just use? Oh, I want to say it was Trimco. Oh, it wasn't Trimco. Oh, crap. I'm going to send a link. I even have a photo of it. I'm spacing it. Maybe, right. I'll, maybe I'll edit it in, in right here. Okay, we'll both follow up. With we'll follow. We'll follow up, and we'll put in our products. But it was a it was a T pro, it was a T shaped product. Mm-hmm. So it like it it capped the wall, and then it ran down the wall, and then you could put on your sill plate, and you peel off another piece. Oh, of I see. Stickiness and put it back on. So okay. it's like you create this like you just sort of capped off everything and sealed it. And all right, I want, I want to see yours. Yeah, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. You Chris. got it, buddy. That's okay. what this podcast is all That's about. Right. <laughs> he says with a wink. I'm glad it's not video. Yeah, me too. Thank God it's radio. Um, hey, so um, Joe Steebrook had a six-digit idea. A six-digit idea? Did he use those words? He didn't, but but our friend Martin. Oh, all right. Oh, all right. Used, used, used those words right um, referencing one of Joe's ideas. Well, he's welcome to it. Yeah. He, can use, he can use that six-digit, our six-digit idea anyway. So what what did Joe say? Um, uh he suggested that it was time for manufacturers of fiber cement siding to create siding which is bumpy on the backside. Um, you're like, isn't, oh, that, isn't that a cool idea? Yeah. So um, one of the one of the questions I have is, you know, would it would we gain anything if we have exterior insulation on the outside that was bumpy as well? Maybe it would be akin to that dimple mat. It, it would, but if your insulation is, if you're in, if you're inviting air in behind the insulation, mm-hmm. I mean that could be cold air, so it could be kind of defeating your insulation. So we'd have to seal that. Yeah. The outside. Yeah. Well. So right. Maybe maybe not such a great idea. Maybe not. Translate as, to the Joe was smarter than I was in this case. I was trying to interpolate. Well, nice try. I tried. But, you know, I'm happy to shoot it down. Okay, Lob another one up and I'll blast it out of there. I'll let you know if I come But, up. no, I, I love that idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah why, why wouldn't they? Make it so that there's like little gaps there that... Yeah, there's our rain screen. Yeah. We're doing it all the time. Yeah. I, I'm shocked when I find out someone's not doing a rain screen. But, anyway, we're talking about foundations. So. That's right. What about crawl... Are we going to go to the evil, evil crawl spaces? Or do you want to talk about uh, ICFs or... or Let's talk about ICFs for a second. I know the ICFs is something that, that you guys are using. Yeah, have you used ICFs? We've, we've only managed to get into a project like once or twice. Oh, interesting. We often we we used to t- start with it a lot more often. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it always gets value engineered out. Well, I, um, because builders say I can do that. Why can't I just make my own? You see, it's well, interesting. Yeah, I think can. I think the the it's because the projects that I've done the builders. 
they do it themselves. They're not. They don't hire the formwork guys. Mm -hmm. They 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 are carpenters and they do the wall. They do the, They're happy to learn ICFs and do the ICFs, and so they they adopted that as their trade. So the concrete guy comes and delivers the concrete and right. vibrates it there, and they mm -hmm. they do that. But but at the same time, proprietary ICF. Yeah, package is more expensive than just going out and oh, without a doubt, buying your own XBS or whatever. Well, yes, you use. yeah, yeah. You're gonna pay more for the product, uh, but you'll pay less for the labor. Mm -hmm. And you know, if your builder's not into that labor anyway, you know, like if that's not labor money that he is trying to carve out, um, then he's not into that product. Yeah. And and I, so I think it's one of those things that, and it doesn't it doesn't go off without a hitch. Uh, heck, just read uh, Roger Norman's, you know, the Edgewater House blog, mm -hmm. you know, the Passive House I did. Woo! That was a, that was a tough ICF job. It was, they were tall walls, and it was like their first time doing it, and man, it was, you know, they had some blowouts and some, and it's really spooky to see a, you know, eight or eight to ten foot tall wall full of concrete. Blowout? Well, not just Holy. blow out, but you know, watch them true it up. You know, they you can yeah. they can like shake it with it. You know, they can kind of oh, wobble man. it. See that? And you, and you just think to yourself, my God, that is heavy. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of weight that they're just kind of moving. At, you know, with these braces and all that jet. So it's like, it's not easy. It's not. It's not. You know, everyone says it's like Lego blocks, and you fill them. Done. <laughs> awesome. It's actually. It takes a little bit more work than that, and you got to wire them up, and you got to get the rebar, and and someone's got to do some engineering to it, and. But, uh, you know, we've done it successfully many times, and it's been, uh, I think, a really great product. But Well, I'd love to hear some comments from, from listeners. Yeah, uh, me too. Even if it's just anecdotal. Yeah. Are more people starting to use ICF, or is it going the other direction? I tend to feel like it's going the other direction, but that's personally. I, mm -hmm. I, I think it's going that way in our office. I, it's been a while since we've done ICFs. Yeah. So. Um, I, I've had an issue in the past with... Um, some of the ICF guys, some of the, the sales folk, yeah. who say things like, "It's it's equivalent to a, to an R40." Yeah, in Arizona, punk. It's an effective R40. Yeah, effective. And I'm counting up. I was like, "What is it? You got two inches to the outside and yeah, two, two inches, inches to, to the, the inside. inside." Yeah, here's my pet peeve. That's not science, buddy. That's twenty. And that, you, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, you know, uh, I think it was the Oak Ridge Laboratories. They they did the whole ICF study of. They actually did walls in different climates and tested this so-called effective R value that these guys pedal. Mm -hmm. And the reason why, okay, here's the thing. Uh, you know, R value is based on, it's not even a real number. It's a value. I, mean, I thought R stand stood for real. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's supposed to be resistance, but oh. U is resistance, R, and U is a factor because you're actually using that in an equation, and, uh, and R is right. a value factor, so, so right. the consumer can understand. But anyway, R is resistance. There's three ways to transform it. And heat, transfer heat, we know that, you know, radiation, convection, and conduction, and R deals with conduction. And they say an effective R value, you know, shut up, you know, an R value, that's resistance. You know, by having concrete in there, you're not increasing the R value. You're doing thermal mass. You're increasing thermal mass, and that's that's a whole different metric and a whole different ball game. And so, I cannot plug R40 mm -hmm. or R50 into my um, uh, energy model. Thank you very much, right. moron. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't tell me what it's. No, about. I'm with you. Yeah, you know, and I asked them, and it, you know, it's like, well, you know, a typical wall has thermal. Bridging everywhere, and we don't have it, so we bumped up our numbers to right to equivalent. <laughs> like, oh, come on, really? Yeah. So just you know, eyes wide open. Eyes wide open, people. It's mm -hmm. it's 
It's a great it's a great way to if you're here's the thing if you're insulating your your foundation and you're gonna put the thing is you can screw sheetrock right to it mm -hmm. and if you can do that uh, maybe there's some you know have your builder run the numbers in terms of whether it's cost effective and like for you and for that builder it might get uh, you know uh, written off and 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 deleted and then you go with something else and I'm fine with that right. You Bottom know. line is that it's not a bad product. Not a bad product. It's a um, good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. And maybe it'll come down in price or... or, right. or, or but it's know. not the only way to do this. It's not. Have you heard, ever used ther I think it's the Thermomass product, Chris? Oh, dude. So I, it's like the inverse IF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you've got concrete on the outside and I'm actually, insulation on I, the inside. I'm actually that okay. on a on a, on a crawl... Well, not crawl space. A, a, um, a slab. A, um, we're going to do the frost wall with that. And, and we're going to... All right, I should say what it is first. You can Google Thermomass, and it's like the opposite of an ICF. Right. They have a little insulated insert in the and middle. Give us numbers, Chris. Do you know the thickness of the insulation? I remember oh, it being like, what is it? Four, two, four, yeah, two, four, like eight, ten. You can keep going, but here's the trick. Um, there's some engineering involved. They have you have to use proprietary um, uh, insulation in the middle. It looks like just you know Dow, you know blue board. It looks like. XPS, but it has this little coating on each side of it that they say is important. It's, it, you have to have this coating. It's a thin layer of magic. It's a thin layer of magic. And for that you pay. Right, you can't use some other product. Um, they've got little fiberglass. So, so you buy this sheet good, it already has these predetermined you know, places where the little fiberglass thing goes through and it locks and so it, so it sits in the form nicely and all that jazz. So it's a great idea, a great product, but I always feel it's overpriced. We almost did it on a project project in New Hampshire, but we ended up with just doing um, insulating to the interior because it just got cost engineered out, mm -hmm. value engineered out. Um, but we're about to do it for this little, you know, um, frost wall. Um, because and the cost is coming in okay. Yeah, it's coming in okay. The builder's really fine with it. Uh, you know, there might this is a little early. It mm -hmm. might might fall out of the project. Mm -hmm. We'll see. But um, and you're doing it because you just want to. Try it. it. Seems like a cool I'm idea. I'm doing it because the builder said that's his preferred method for doing this. No have, I, have I ever heard of Thermomass? And I said, ah. let's talk, buddy. Yeah. And then we, we talked about it. And, he's, and so right now, I've got a builder who's saying, you know, he likes this stuff. He, he's used it before. He's very comfortable with it. Thinks it's great. Yeah. And, and I think that it's one of those things where optimism is worth, I don't know, 10 to 100 grand, depending on the size of the project. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's, it's real attitude it is worth something. It's worth real cash money I, I like the fact that you just quantified optimism in dollars <laughs> it is that's awesome <laughs> uh, yeah well, if, if only I could get paid in, for my optimism, for optimism. Oh my God. <laughs> I'd be rich um, all right, so that's really interesting about the thermomass. I'm, yeah, I, I'm a little suspect. I, I was, remember walking the floor of a building energy conference. Yeah, um, a couple of years ago with my friend who was an engineer, and he looked at those concrete walls that were thinner. I think they were the concrete was like four inches. Oh yeah, well, uh, and he's like, ah, I don't like that. Yeah, that feels funny to me. I but they say, it. yeah, here's the thing: they have their own engineering staff that will help you out yeah. and stamp it. Yeah, I'm and. Sure they and um, I went on this project in New Hampshire. We went through the engineering. My, I, and because that those fiberglass links, that's what's important about them. They are they're really because he said you don't have an you don't have a ten inch slab anymore or a ten inch wall anymore. You have you have two four inch walls, you know. And really, we're only bearing on one. So yikes, you know. So engineering's a big piece of that. Yeah. So all right.
All right, what else we got? All right, let's... We're, we're pretty good. Well, except for crawl spaces. All right, want to talk a little crawlspace. bit about crawl spaces, Chris? Yes. Don't have them. Done. Podcast. Done. You're right. <laughs> I mean, the crawl spaces are the same thing as basements, right? It's a short little basement. and It's a short little basement. And if you're really going to do it right, you're going to do it the same way you did the basement. Exactly. With a slab and mm-hmm. a vapor barrier. Yeah. Because come on. Uh, you know, I mean, how many crawl spaces are... The reason why we hate them, we're calling them evil, is because a lot of times they are open right to the ground, right? So we have, we have um, you know, moisture coming up from the ground and it's lingering in the space and then then we have people say oh then you need to vent the crawl space and then you have people saying no for god's sakes don't vent the crawl space now that's a frigid crawl space with you know condensing you know, water everywhere and now you've got bugs and all that it's they're evil 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 things right, please so don't please don't do them if you can help it but they, they're out there and that's the other thing what about the existing foundation i don't know if we have time to get into the existing foundation i don't think so i think that's that would be a you know a D. another have we done a der podcast i feel like we have actually <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we have you know we just we've talked about while drinking before phil and, that's right and, could could have been and, that but and again i should bring i should just bring something with me all the time when we're together uh with beverages talking about architecture because I, I always walk away from those conversations like, wow, we should do a podcast and whatever we, it was we just talked about. That's but, right. That's where, why we got inspired to do this. Yeah, exactly. Because we, we, would, we would actually go to a forum or a seminar, meet with that person who said the sem- who did the seminar, and you and I would be talking, or, or, or it's just you and me, and a group of people, and we're like, my God, this is way more interesting than what we just sat and listened yeah, to. Yeah. You know, the stuff we're learning here, and the experiences that we're all sharing. and Maybe not quite as polished as the guy. Oh, nowhere near yeah, as polished, so. but that's, what I, that's another attractive feature to yeah, it. There it is, case in point. All right, you want to wrap it up? and. Yeah. Can I tell you about the, the song? Oh, well, please do. Yeah. All right. What are we doing? Um, this is a woman named Diane Cluck. Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm sorry about the name. <laughs> I bet, you know what? I bet she's she's a proud owner of that name. I bet she wears that name like... I think she rocks the Cluck. I'm freaking Diane Cluck. Yeah. Is she a rocker or am I... What do I... I don't know her. No, I don't she's know, not uh, a rocker oh, um, okay. at all. Um, oh, okay. But um, the person she reminds me the most of is Joanna Newsom, I oh, guess yeah? you would say. We've, you know? we've actually featured her yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's got a unique voice, and she's got a little bit of that warble. And there's, um, right. Does she have the weirdness in the strings. voice like, like Joanne does? Um, there's a little there's... weird, but not quite as weird. Okay. Um, it's kind of distinctive, but the music is just gorgeous and interesting. You know, it's not like this typical folk, which is like... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, there's, yeah. There's... You know, there's spring in her step, and there's nice. you can feel feel the emotion and the intensity, and the you know that that little bit of offbeat quirkiness, which really you know floats yeah, my nice. slab. Yeah. Nice, well said. Yeah. Well, Phil. So the song is called Con- "Content to Reform" by Diane Cluck. Content to reform. Yeah. Well, nice. Yeah. All right, by Diane Cluck, yep. and that's foundations and slabs and stuff from from the green architects lounge that was fun chris good to see you again good to see you again let's do this real soon let's do it cheers cheers thanks all i am a place you can still get to with your body and my ear coordinates my mind keeps my corporal self subordinate and answer it withers away and i Scrub.
crushed into powder and spun into balls Made into mortar for plugging up holes Content to reform and break again I die and I die Sloughing off cells Sea creatures crawl from outcrowded shells Clappers fall out from big rusty bells Everything spends out its day and then Its content will reform until it breaks again Crushed into powder and spun into balls Made into mortar for plugging up holes Content to reform and break again I die and I die Sloughing off cells Sea creatures crawl from outcrowded shells Clappers fall out from big rusty bells Everything spends out its day and then Its content will reform until it breaks again